The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 66 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom. Representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and our headline editor, Tom Childs. This week, Tom and I will take a look at what kept the Chiefs ticking against the Seahawks. We'll check in with the Arrowhead Pride power rankings before taking our second look at the Denver Broncos this season. The now head coachless Denver Broncos, that is. But first, let's ride! With a little juggle on that foot from Kadarius Tony turns it upfield. It started with a bobble. It ends with a touchdown. Third and 11. Smith under pressure. Down he goes. It's Carl Loftus. Mahomes floats oh. it for Kelsey. Oh, he drops it in the bucket. Oh, man. Mahomes quick dunk to McKinnon. McKinnon trying to twist his way. Leaning for the touchdown. Mahomes over the middle to Kelsey again. Catch and run, you said. And Kelsey on the run. Inside the 10. First and goal, Kansas City. Mahomes stepping up. Looking. Mahomes chase. Diving for the pylon. Patrick Mahomes. Is it a touchdown? No signal. Yes. Touchdown, Kansas City. That's it. Christmas is over with for another year, mate. Have you enjoyed it? Have you had a good fun? Have you enjoyed the sport on the TV? Have you kicked back with a few sherries? Sherry, wow. <laughs> My nan, bless her soul, she had a girl. She had a few sherries at Christmas. Yeah. She had, to be honest, she had a few sherries every single day. To be honest, we even at a funeral we had to have a glass of sherry in our honour. Um, but no, I didn't have any sherries over Christmas. Um, <laughs> no, I had a good, I had a, I had a good Christmas. Thank you. It's Nakarin. Three kids under five, or yeah. five and under. It, it's tough. They love it. They had a great time. But Father Christmas or Santa Claus, as the Americans call it, or some English people call them now, yeah. um, was very good to us. Uh, very good to my kids. Very good to me. Plenty of mince pies in my belly. Plenty of glasses of rum. But why is the rum gone? 
um i think i've put on about a stone what's that <laughs> in kilograms it's about five six kilograms i think i've put on yeah. over the festive period and what three days so it's not good but i enjoyed the sport christmas eve football was nice boxing day football slash soccer was even better with arsenal beating west ham and maintaining their lead at the top of the premier league yeah no, it's all been good what about yourself yeah yeah just uh, going on the football there look over your shoulder mate yeah, Newcastle is second. <laughs> By the time that this, ah, oh, we, we normally record on a Tuesday night, don't we? Yeah. Obviously, we're recording this one on Wednesday morning because obviously, you know, we're both off work. You know, this period we've got quite an extended yeah. period of time. We can we can do this on the Wednesday morning, but next Tuesday night is Arsenal versus Newcastle in the Premier League. How are we going to work this one out with the podcast? <laughs> well, we're we're going to have it on while we uh, while we record. Do you think? <laughs> we can't do that like our concentration levels it would just be a podcast of just like yeah yeah so i thought patrick mahomes done this go on b (laughs) pass it (laughs) that's what the podcast would be yeah would yeah yeah i mean it sounds incredibly entertaining it does actually yeah maybe i'll tell you what Pete's trying to get to a thousand comments on or a thousand reviews on Apple Podcasts at the moment. Yeah. If we get three or four reviews to help get to his total, asking for the Arsenal Newcastle live podcast, <laughs> we will do that next week. We will, yeah, we will. You need that. to we'll get them in by Monday. You need to get three or four, four, in fact, four, four reviews asking for the Arsenal Newcastle live podcast with the Chiefs uh, talk at the same time. Then we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do yeah. it. North v South, God, that's a big matchup, that mate. It is. That's a big first v second, North v South. Whoa, yeah, eh? no, that'd be good. Uh, no, um, yeah, I've had a good Christmas, mate. I've had a really good one, really fun time. Uh, like you said, just spending time with the kids and that, really good fun. Um, <laughs> ready to go back to work. <laughs> yeah, ready to go back to work. Can't wait. Get the tree down. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait for all of that. Um, no, but the, the, the good thing as, as well was for Christmas, we got a, a nice shiny dub as well, didn't we? We did. The from the Chiefs. They finally delivered what we wanted. And that was a nice, <laughs> easy win. Yeah. So it's taken us like 16 weeks nearly. <laughs> yeah, like I consider the Seahawks a decent side. Not a great team, but not a bad team. Yeah. And they dealt with the Seahawks quite convincingly, where the Texans and the Broncos, I consider awful teams and we <laughs> yeah. let's let's not be around the bush they are terrible teams they are 32nd and 31st in this week's power rankings for a reason spoiler alert yeah okay but we made them two teams look like adequate capable nfl teams yet we made the seahawks especially the seahawks offense which was number 10 or in the top 10 scoring in, in the nfl this year it was yeah. made them look like a college team it was looked like men against boys. It was it was so nice because I, I I won't lie. When the game was on, I was also drinking rum. I was playing cards, but I was being sociable as well. So I had the game on my phone and no commentary. So I just had the game on my phone. So it was like, ah, oh, play a hand of cards, watch the game. Play another hand of cards, watch the game. So I was in and out of the game. Yeah, but it was the perfect game to do it because the Chiefs just had it in hand. Yeah, the time it was just wonderful and like we haven't had enough victories like that this season we've had a few in the Patrick Mahomes eras but the last couple of years they've been kind of hard to come by and just seeing that type of game where the Chiefs can just Chiefs offense can stutter a couple of times but then when they need to score they score and the Chiefs defense just shuts down a team it was just 
bloody glorious to watch. I loved every second of it. It, it was, and and th- we we talk about the eye test all the time on this on this podcast, but the eye test looked really good because it looked as though the Chiefs were totally dominant, totally in control. Um, you know, there was, nothing was an issue really. Um, but when you look at the stats, you think, how was this game such a, 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 a like a confidence builder in a way? Because I mean, when you look at the team stats for both teams, total yards. Chiefs had 297, Seahawks had 333. Passing yards, 220 for the Chiefs, 200 for the Seahawks. It it was just like, everything seems very comparable, very similar. And, you know, like first down conversions, 14 for the Chiefs, 19 for the Seahawks. And you thought, how was this game so, like, so dominant for the Chiefs? When you look at the stats like that. No, when it comes to business time, the Chiefs took care of business on both sides of the ball. Efficiency is key, isn't it? Efficiency is key there. Yeah, absolutely. Like the offense, you can say didn't have this greatest day, but they did enough. They played the situation. We we long for complimentary football on this podcast all the yeah. time. Every Chiefs fan wants that wonderful complimentary podcast, like like the Valhalla of of Chiefs football. That's what we want. Yeah. When we die, we want to go to complimentary Chiefs heaven. That's where <laughs> we want to go. Okay, and. I talk some on this podcast. Um, yeah, but that's exactly what we want, right? And the Chiefs delivered it in every way, shape, and form. The yeah. offense turned up; they didn't turn the ball over. That's their that's their side of the bargain. Yeah. The Chiefs defense they created turnovers, and they got off the field in key situations. Like I, I don't know how many. Like you've probably got the stats in front of you, but I don't know how many fourth downs the, the Seahawks actually attempted in this game. But the yeah. conversion rate must have been so low. The fourth down, they were three and six. So 50%. So they yeah. were aggressive. They were aggressive six times. Yeah. Half the time, the Chiefs got them off the field. Exactly. Um, yeah. So they, they, they really went for it. Um, and like you said, you know, three of those times, they were they, they managed to do it. So how this, how this game, when you just look at the actual stats themselves, mm. how it became such a dominant win for the Chiefs was... Magical! It must have been a Christmas miracle. That's what it was. Yeah. We're we're not sat there like face down in our mince pies because we've had a heart attack or multiple heart attacks. Exactly. I, I think we just found out that the Chiefs were actually on the good list this year, and the Seahawks <laughs> were on the naughty list. That, that that must have been it. That must have been. It. I don't know what Pete Carroll done. Maybe he punched a child or something. <laughs> maybe, like that. maybe. I, I don't know. But there's a reason why Andy Reid got a cheeseburger at the end of the game, and Pete Carroll got nothing. That was great. That wasn't it with the end where the uh, the the team, you know, Mahomes and Kelsey with the little uh, the little little bottom smack. Butter. Butter. <laughs> I bet it moves so much. Like uh, <laughs> if Andy Reid wasn't wearing any trousers, like the movement you would have seen in his leg would have just yeah. Been, been oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, the other person who was on the good list this year was Cleek Blakeman. Wow, yeah. Well, I mean, what the, what on earth was going on there? Because everybody was worried when we had uh, Cheffers for the previous game, and then it was like, oh, you got Cleet Blitman this time. Like, yeah. Oh, for crying out loud! You know, really before Christmas. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> yeah, but he was on his he was on good behaviour. I, mean, I, I I think he actually gave uh, as the, well. They gave the Chiefs a, a bit of a gift early on in the game as well, didn't he? I can't remember what it was for now, but it was. Um, there was some call, but I was thinking, uh, I think the Chiefs got away with that one. <laughs> yeah. um, 
But yeah, Cleek Blanton was on his best behaviour. Um, yeah. Some some really good refereeing from the. It's game. funny you mention referees because obviously we're talking about Cole Jeffers and the, the dreaded Cole Jeffers, but he's been announced for the Packers game this week. Has he? And Packers Twitter is exactly how Chiefs Twitter works. So, uh, <laughs> so like, like I said to you last week, it cannot just be Chiefs fans that hate Cole Jeffers. Yeah. Straight away, Packers fans they hate it as well. So there must be a collection of NFL teams that just despise that guy and think that he's. He's against them. He maybe he's just inept. That's that's all it he's is. The Mike he's, Dean of the NFL, you said. He's just terrible. He's a terrible referee. <laughs> One thing I want to bring up before we move on to other subjects is the Seahawks going topless before the game. Oh yeah! Like, as soon as they done that, I was like, we're winning this game easily. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a little man thing to do, isn't it? Like, like it's look, a bit like dancing on the logo, isn't it? Before the actual yeah, game starts, yeah. Like, yeah, you don't really want to do that, lads. Yeah, you know? yeah. Oh look at me! I can I can take on frostbite. Like, like what are you doing? I just I'm just not impressed by. It. Do you know where I get impressed by it? It's when you watch a football game. Like you, you're a Newcastle fan, you know all about this. When you get that really fat man, yeah, that, that fat Newcastle fan in the middle of winter that's got his belly out, right? And he's not in UFC title, title exactly, exactly, exactly. And he's not going to run around or anything. He's not going to be able to warm himself up. And he just stands in the car without a top on. That's the type of thing that impresses me. That fan, that NFL, that Chiefs fan in the stand, topless, drinking a a beer out of a boot, that impresses me. The Chiefs. Yeah. That type of thing impresses me. He can't be a super fan, by the way. He's not allowed to be a super fan. He already is, I think. Oh no! <laughs> after that, after you have to do it because after he apparently after he drank the shoey, uh, the chief's got a pick. <laughs> oh, he has to do it every game now. So. <laughs> What's your magic? Tell me something interesting about yourself. I drink beer out of other people's shoes every Chiefs game. Must yeah, so. yeah, and then the chief's got a pick for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a superpower. Talking of superpowers, Superman Mahomes, Super Mahomes that we had who uh, that dive into the end zone. I mean that was that was something phenomenal, wasn't it? I mean, straight after that, a lot of the fans were just chanting MVP, MVP. Yeah. I mean, when you when you look at the, the numbers that he brought up, it weren't they weren't like Holmes level numbers that we think. Yeah. You know, he, he he didn't throw like four hundred yards and throw like I said rocks over mountains and stuff like that. This game, it was very much of an efficient game. Um, but that that play in itself just kind of it was like parcel it up, package it up. Put it yeah. under the tree. There's the MVP right there for you, isn't it? Thank you, Bobby Stroop, basically. That's all I want to say because that play, the athletic ability it takes for Patrick Mahomes to make that play mm-hmm. is just outstanding. To be running at pace and then to turn the corner, dive, and then use his, his hand almost as a tripod. Yeah. So like, like a kickstand almost just to keep him up, uh, to keep him within like the, the the boundaries of the field and then to reach out and tap the ball with the yeah. um, tap the pylon with the ball. It was just it was just a ridiculous play that's gonna it's almost being understated, but that was so difficult. And to keep hold of the football as well, because you see it all the time with players reaching out for the ends uh for the goal line and they lose the ball. Derek Carr does it quite a lot. Yeah. Uh like yeah. when he just goes out for a touchback or a fumble out outside the field. But for him to do that at speed maintain control of the ball and to know he's scored and to get to get to where he needs to be. It's just an outrageous play. And what I do like is the little soundbite that's been released by NFL films overnight. And it's, it's it talks about Mahomes and running. And he just says how he runs scared. That's all it is. He runs out of fear. That's what drives him to be quick. Because he's a yeah. quick guy. Yeah. He's a sneaky quick guy. And he always seems to outrun 
everyone. It doesn't matter who chases him. He outruns them. He could, he could have Usain Bolt chasing him, but Patrick Mahomes will find a way to be quicker. It's yeah. just it's something about him. And he says it just is fear that drives him. And he also mentions that, I think you can put the soundbite over this probably, about how if he'd run a 40, he'd probably run a 4-4 if he had someone chasing him. It's perfect. It just seems that this guy in, in a, an adrenaline just seems to drive him. Like he could be in a zombie film, right? He could be in Dawn of the Dead and he would be the only one left standing at the end because no zombie would ever catch him because he could just outrun absolutely anyone. There's something about Patrick Mahomes and his feet that just make him makes him an unstoppable runner. Mate, to be fair, I mean, it, you know, if you've got like 500 pound linemen coming at you, <laughs> yeah. it'd make, it make me run as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm sneaky quick. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're sneaky quick. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you run in fear. I think you just, just, yeah, you're just one of those that's just sneaky quick anyway. Yeah, like acceleration is poor, but once I get going, these long limbs of mine, like. A bit like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I have, a, I have a very similar running style to Forrest Gump. I'm not going to lie. I do. Like, what, before I, the leg braces or after? So, with the leg braces. Oh, no, with, yeah. no, um, very, like, very, like, upright and just go, like, stride. Yeah. Stride, 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 yeah. That's the way I see it. Like, the, more, uh, the longer my stride, the less I have to take. Just wanted to uh, bring up as well, um, I'm, I'm really impressed every game now with Curious George. The way he Curious the George or Furious George? Did I say Curious George? <laughs> you did. That's the monkey, isn't it? Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Furious George. Yeah. <laughs> Curious George. Furious George. Um, just uh, the, the the pressure he's given at the minute is mm-hmm. is is brilliant. It's it's really helping out the defensive unit as well. Um, and I just wanted to give him a shout out because uh, there's a lot of the lot there's a lot of love for Furious George on this uh, in the Chiefs fan base, and you know we've seen the work rate that he's putting in, um, and. Yeah, like I said, it's just helping the uh, the defense make plays as well. And uh, yeah, I just thought I'd give him a quick shout out. Really, four sacks in five games, second yeah. in pressures between amongst all rookie defenders. Like for a 29th pick, that's a pretty good return on, on investment so far from the Chiefs. So yeah, it seems to be working out. Like there was a fear the first half of the season that it wasn't, and maybe he was lacking a little something. But persistence, and that's what that's everyone everyone said about him. In the offseason, in the offseason when we drafted him, was his biggest trait is persistence. That that's what he is. He is just a relentless pass rusher, and persistence is the trait that's managed him, allowed him to get better as the season's gone on. And so, yeah, it, it's it's handy. It's certainly handy having that other guy that can rush a pass. And now all of a sudden, you've got Chris Jones and Carl Aftus that seem to be racking up seat, sacks on a weekly basis. They can continue to get that. We know how important pass rush is in the playoffs. We need to be able to stop guys like Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow. Josh Allen, we need to be able to get to these guys, not just pick up one sack a game against them. We need to get consistent three, four sacks sacks a game out of our defensive linemen. And if Slovaki with the sacky or Curious George or Furious George or whatever anyone, anyone wants to call him <laughs> can 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 add a, a sack or two, then yeah, the Chiefs uh, defense is certainly better off for it. Uh, the Seahawks. Um... I mean, they're not going to say too much about the Seahawks, and uh, but the, the how boring was that game been for them? By the way. It was important, but I mean, it, no, not important. Boring. How boring it was boring, but it was it was it was an important game. But it turned out that they're still in with a shout, aren't they? Um, yeah, oh, yeah. After this defeat, results so, went their way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there was there was just nothing from the Seahawks. Like nothing ignited. Nothing. No spark there. Um, there was a couple of play, players that really um, you know 
tried to take it to the Chiefs, but again, it was it was to no avail, really, wasn't it? Um, do you think Tyler Lockett makes that much of a difference to their offense? Do you reckon if he plays, it makes it must surely? I mean, Tyler Lockett's hell of a player. I always say I wanted him at the Chiefs anyway, but um, I, this game, I, I I don't know. I do. I think the spark had to come from the QB um, because. They tried getting it in the run game. I mean, you could tell with with Kenneth Walker, um, you know, he, he had a hundred and seven yard game, but he had a lot of carries. So yeah. I think to 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 get Tyler Lockett involved, I think they really needed Geno Smith on top of his game, and he really didn't look that that particularly good, did he? No, he's died good. out the rest of this season, which is a shame. Yeah, it's it a is shame. a shame because he come he started very hot, but yeah, the last few weeks he's kind of not died a death, but you know, what I mean, he's he's. It's fizzled out, hasn't it? I mean, he's flaming out, fizzling out, whatever you want to say about out. But yeah, he's 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 just not he's just not the guy, is he? Is he nah. the guy? Do you think? Do you still? Do you think there'd be QB hunting in the off season? Like he's so. had a good season. He's had a good season, and we did talk about it last week and said um, how much he's improved over the last year or so. And obviously, we yeah. we speculate on or on what would have happened if he was with the Chiefs and Andy Reid, but. You've you've got to imagine they're still in the hunt for a QB. Surely they get the what they've got the third pick at the moment as it stands from the Russell Wilson yeah, trade. Seems to be. So they get a handy uh, handy QB, I think, from that. But I, I think the the season he's had, I think it'd be good trade bait, I suppose, for a team looking for some uh, like a backup, maybe or something like that. It might get something for him. Or I still think he's a starter in this in the NFL. Look at some of the QBs in this league. Yeah, I still think he can start for a team. Yeah. But maybe not. Consistency's the key, though, isn't it? Like we said before. You know, actually, I'm thinking about who could he start for, realist- realistically. Uh-huh. It'd probably be a Colts quarterback, let's be honest. It'd probably be the next Colts quarterback. Who they had? Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Geno Smith will be the next Colts quarterback. <laughs> yeah, everybody goes there, don't they? Eventually. Yeah, everyone goes there to die. <laughs> um, all right, then. Um, I think we've talked about the game enough, to be honest. No. We haven't. Have we not? No. I want to talk about the Jerry Sneed and the fact that he followed DK Metcalf around the field. That was unusual. We're so used to Sneed being like that Swiss Army knife type of player where he just lines up everywhere and, you know, sacks, coverage, nickel outside. Yeah. But he's kind of just like a, a free piece, you know, like almost like a queen in chess. No, just let him do what he wants, you know. Just run around everywhere. This yeah. is Sneed. This is Sneed. Yeah. But he followed DK Metcalf on Sunday, which is a complete role reversal. He's never followed a number one guy before. And the Chiefs defense allows, what, for 200 passing yards? Yeah. Uh, DK Metcalf has a, a has a day, what, 10, 10 receptions for 71 yards, was it, that he had? It wasn't... Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. It was good. Like, the amount of receptions, I suppose, was pretty good. But what it actually materialized into was, what, 71 yards? 200 passing yards? Do you think that's going to be the key now? Are we going to... Is this a thing for... Chiefs defense. Are we going to see Steed facing off against I don't know Jerry Judy on Sunday, and then Devontae Adams the week after, and then gets to play off Stefan Diggs, Jamar Chase. Is he going to be the guy? Like we know that Spags loves to play man against, especially like Jamar Chase and the Bengals. He loves to play man against. We saw him put Travis Ward against him. Is it, is this going to be it now? Is is Steed going to become like our number one corner? And if he does, what type of contract do you give him in the offseason? Because if he becomes that corner, that can face the number one guy. We know that those guys, and if he performs, we know that those guys are worth their weight in gold. We yeah. just know they are. The Chiefs are going to put themselves into a situation where they're going to have to give the Jarrett Sneed a lot 
of money in the offseason. We've all said he's a great player, haven't he? But uh, that just shows that, like you said, there's another there's another tool in that Swiss Army knife that yeah. uh, he you know we can utilize. And it'd be interesting to see for the next game if you're right if he does follow somebody like their one receiver like the Jerry Judys and, and whatever, whether that's going to be the, the you know the kind of um, mantle that we set everything mm. out on um, you know with, with the Chiefs defense going forward because it really worked. It really snuffed out. I mean, yeah, there was a lot of yards there. From from DK Metcalf, but it it still wasn't the 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 level that you're expecting for no. a, a wide receiver one. Um, it, it obviously put the other cornerbacks in favourable situations. Did. It did. It took yeah. it took out that major threat and and kind of dumbed it down a little bit. It it, it neutralised it enough, didn't it, to 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 make sure that the the rest of the defense could make plays. And they did make plays as well because the yeah. tackling on Sunday was just the best tackling yeah. performance by a Chiefs defense in years. Every yeah. single one of them. Every yeah. single player to a man. Nick Bolton got 17 tackles on his own, for Christ's sake. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. But, like, Jalen Watson, he made a couple of plays. All the corner, all the defensive backs made great plays when it comes to tackling. Like, I don't know what they've been working on the last few weeks, but for them to be such a poor tackling team for two or three weeks running, to then put in, like, arguably the best tackling performance we've seen in years by this team. Like yeah, something's yeah. clicked, and if they can tackle well, like because we know that it makes a difference. Because they, when we get to playoffs, and we this is the time of the year when we're going to talk about the playoffs, everything is gearing up towards the playoffs because the playoffs are literally three weeks away. That's all it is. So we're talking about the playoffs. When it gets to that point, making tackles are, is so important because it can be the difference between the offenses being in positions to go for it on fourth down and not. Like if if you 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 first make contact someone on a third and a third and eight play, you make contact to them at what, what three yards in, and they state that four fourth and five is such a hard decision for offenses to make than say fourth and one if they break that tackle and get a few extra yards. Mm-hmm. So it will make the difference being able to tackle properly and good fundamental football, not turning the ball on offense and tackling well on defense will be the recipe for this team's success. Yes. So, yeah, it's nice to see them there. It's nice to see that they've played an offense which many consider a top 10 offense. They were in statistically for them to perform like that. Let's see it now against the Broncos. Let's see it against the Raiders the week after and let it carry through to the playoffs. Like it, it was an encouraging performance from the Chiefs, especially defensively. It it was a relaxing performance by the Chiefs. Yeah. I think that was the key. Um, and like you said, a lot of the, the games this year have not been very relaxing. Uh, Chiefs fans, and they never are. I mean, we never, we never, one of the fan base it's like, oh, well, we expect you know the Chiefs to blow every team out every time, yeah. but you know, at least sometimes give us a bit of a respite. Yeah, we're not uh, very good winners yet, are we? We're not quite, we're not quite there as a fan base where we can just trust our team and just like, oh, come on, it's the Chiefs, we'll be fine. Like, it doesn't matter how many double digit comebacks we have, yeah. there's always that fear in the back of our head, yeah. but the, 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 it's just there that we, we, we might mess this up somehow so yeah actually talking about that just before we hit the break did you see that uh that tweet i sent out the other day with the um the chiefs fans have only seen only witnessed 16 game defeats uh in the mahomes era 16 is that regular games. season or that's regular that's... season yeah that's regular season 16, 16 regular games yeah well he's won 12 games a year at least now every single year i mean that, that's insane i mean when you start when you add on like uh his career total with uh the playoffs as well it's something like 70 and 19 yeah, I I mean that that just doesn't compute in my brain that the fact that we've only seen in total nineteen twenty losses, twenty losses. Yeah, no, nineteen losses. You're right. Yeah, 19, yeah, 19 losses. losses in 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 since Mahomes became QB one. I mean, we feel like we've had him forever, and yet we're thinking, how are we? How come we're always thinking that the 
the, the world's ended when when the Chiefs lose because when you look at a record like that, seventy and nineteen, mm-hmm. the ratio just doesn't add up. It doesn't, yeah. you know. And, and when and when you see players like you know, I think Joe Burrow's got something like seventeen or eighteen regular season defeats or something already or something yeah. along those lines. Anyway, um, just insane, just an insane stat that, that that seems to be doing the rounds, and it just just emphasizes enough now that. We are in good hands, and you know we've got the we've got the greatest quarterback of all time in our team. But also, like we were saying, the defense is starting to really kind of back it up a little bit more now, and we seem a little bit more confident in the defense. Um, like you said, it did dip it a little bit for a couple of weeks where we were thinking, "What's going on?" You know, nobody's tackling anymore. And like we said in the last show, it could have been business decisions because we are at the you know coming towards the end of the uh, end of the season and everything. But um, a lot to be thankful for. A lot to be thankful for going forward. And and we're looking in good shape. We're looking in good shape. We're certainly more optimistic than we were a week ago. <laughs> right then, uh, we'll hit the break. And when we come back, we'll be looking at the Hour Ahead Pride Power Rankings. And we'll be taking another look at the head coachless Denver Broncos. <laughs> Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hi there and welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. It's Power Rankings time as we have at this part of the show, and uh, I'm not expecting much change again, Tom. There isn't, let's be honest. There right. isn't. <laughs> right, let's start on the bottom. <laughs> I alluded to it earlier in the show about the Texans and Broncos being 31st and 32nd. Yeah. Which one do you reckon is 32nd? I've got to say Texans again. No, the Denver Broncos are the, the Broncos worst team are 32nd. In the NFL. Yeah. Let's ride. They are the worst team in the NFL, according to the AP oh. Power Rankers. Let's ride. And... Um, I think they're right. Uh, back to the uh, the top of the leaderboard. Um, yeah, not much change. Well, actually, it's quite a bit of change in the top five, actually. Um, same usual suspects, though, surely. Yeah, usual suspects. Same five teams, different order. So the 49ers are still fifth. The Bengals have dropped to fourth. The Chiefs are now up to third mm. after their very convincing win against the Seahawks. And the, the Eagles are now second. Second? Um, yeah, after losing to the Dallas Cowboys. Mm. The Buffalo Bills are on a bit of a win streak now. Um, they're number one. Uh, the number one yeah. team in our power rankings. Now, quick note on the Eagles, right? We don't want to go into the MVP conversation too much because, you know, it was talk about times. But <laughs> I, did I not say last week on this podcast that Gardner Minshew was going to win Patrick Mahomes the MVP yes. this, this year, uh, this week? And he did. You were he right. Did. They might have lost the game. They might have lost the game against the, the Cowboys. But the uh, Eagles put up enough points offensively. They'd done enough offensively. They scored enough points offensively to prove that that offense runs 
because of the system and the other players in place, not just because of Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts makes it slightly better, but there is proof there. The proof is in the pudding. If you take Jalen Hurts out there and you put in a serviceable quarterback back into that offense, it can still run. You cannot say the same about the Chiefs offense. If you took out Patrick Mahomes and put Gardner Minshew into that offense, the Chiefs offense would stink it up, regardless of how good Travis Kelsey is. It would be terrible. Andy Reid would make some calls that would put him in a favorable position, but they would not get anywhere near to the level of what it is with Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, the same cannot be said about the Philadelphia Eagles. Thank you very much. There's no need for you to respond to this, but Patrick Mahomes has now been confirmed as the 2022 league MVP. Game over. Yep. Yeah. Insert Vince Carter sound right here. Oh, it did not. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Should we get into the Denver Broncos? Let's let's get into them, shall we? Let's get into them. Um, because they were quite a little bit cocky since the last game when the Chiefs played them. And uh, what was it? 34-28 or something. Because Well, they were saying that they ran as close, didn't they? I mean, you know, it, it, it's clearly it was something that they could only crawl oh, about this year. My auntie had bull should be my uncle. But come on, let's let's guess. <laughs> like, oh, does it matter that they run as close? Well, it's the only thing they can cling on to. Is the Denver Broncos fans, isn't it? it it's you know, well, we ran you close. Well, well done, <laughs> well done. Got you, got you. What? What did they get you in the end? Well done, moral victory. Well done, <laughs> yay for you. Like, I just, just goody like, gumdrops. Honestly, I don't know how any Broncos fans still go into games and still watching them. I just don't understand. Like, I if unless obviously in our situation where um, we're literally paid to do it, right? So yeah. we have to. Right? So if this Chiefs team started sucking and playing into the Broncos level, we'd still have to be here. Like, And I would hate every second of it, don't get me wrong, but we'd still have to be here. Yeah. If I was a, if I was in that situation, I was a Broncos fan, I would have switched off months ago. Yeah, Honestly, they are so bad. It's like they are not worth four hours of your time on a Sunday afternoon. Nope. They're, they're not. They are so awful at the moment. And... <laughs> they go and put the worst performance of the season on Christmas Day. <laughs> Christmas Day. They hate their fan base. <laughs> like they're tucking into their dinner. There we go. Let's all right, dear, let's watch let's watch uh, Broncos round this afternoon. And then like <laughs> both teams have been bad this year, but you never I know. Just, we oh, we a might get a win. I just honestly, any Broncos fan that was fool enough to sit and watch that on Christmas Day, you, you got what you deserved. Let's be honest. Because you can say, oh, yeah, but I'm loyal, you know. You, you can still be loyal to them. doesn't mean you have to sit through that. Just uh, stick uh, home alone on or something. Exactly, yeah. Harry and Marv would have gave you far more entertainment yeah. than watching that. Honestly, they are such a bad They are an absolute car crash of a team. And it's great to watch. Like, I'm, I am thoroughly enjoying all of the freezing cold tweets that are coming out this week from back in March. Honestly, there's, they are, they have been retweeted no end this week about Russell Wilson, about Hackett can win coach of the year. The Broncos are going to win the AFC West. Yeah. Times are changing. Mahomes, your time is done. And here they are. Probably the worst team in the NFL. According to our power rankings, they absolutely are the worst team in the NFL. It's just, it's so fun to watch. And for them to sit there and say, oh, yeah, but we, we we got 28 points against Patrick Mahomes and we almost beat the Chiefs. For them to celebrate as that as a victory just shows how far they have fallen as a team, as a franchise. Yeah. It just, honestly, like, 
Father Christmas might not have delivered a Buffalo Bills loss, but what he delivered in the form of the Broncos and their capitulation in front of an international audience on Christmas Day just was bloody glorious. Against Baker Mayfield. They conceded 51 points against the Rams. Against the Rams. Like Cam Akers scored 34.7 fantasy points this weekend. How do you know that, Tom? Because he he was the reason I lost my fantasy semi-final. But but like... (laughs) Cam Akers hasn't done anything all season, yeah. all season, and he gets and he goes off against the Broncos. Like it just, <laughs> it's just glorious to watch. And then you've got the aftermath. You've got them on the sideline fighting. You've got O Lyman pushing Brett Ripien for standing up against for Russell Wilson. You probably got Russell Wilson just on the sideline going, "Let's ride, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride, let's ride." Honestly, ah, <laughs> oh, just. It is glorious to watch, and I know every Chiefs fan is enjoying enjoying this so much. Oh, got, it's wonderful. Now. It's, it's wonderful, mate. Just... It is. It's wonderful. And and like you said, seeing like uh, Russell Wilson talking into the football when he was trying to talk to his his <sighs> his, 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 his players. I mean, I... thinking they can't hear a word you're saying, they can't see your lips moving. You're talking to the football. I, I don't think he was even trying to talk to his players. He was trying to talk to the football, trying to sweet talk it into at least not going into the other other opposition's hands like it was in the first quarter. <laughs> Do you reckon he's like it at home? Do you think Do he's you like think... that at home? Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, Mr. Unlimited, yeah. Oh, gosh. What is Sierra doing? I, I genuinely believe he doesn't think it's his fault either. Like, well, we'll find out soon enough, won't we? Because <laughs> yeah. they've gone and fired Nathaniel Hackett. Like, let's... Mate, for one season, he hasn't even seen out the whole season. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was doing a fine job. I mean, a lot of us were. He was doing a great job. Yeah, same here. Um, and, you know, I hope he, he manages to find his way onto the Raiders or something like that. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, I, th- I thought that was a bit harsh. I, I, I'll admit. I mean, yes, they've been poor this year, but but not everything the on is, him. The problem is they can't get away from Russell Wilson. Like, well, yeah, they can't really sack the him. <laughs> so it's it's player versus coach, and the player is the one in the powerful position. Yeah. The, the Broncos don't want that. If, if they had a choice, if they if they had an easy out of Russell Wilson's contract, I'm sure they would have much rather bend Russell Wilson off than the fan. Yeah. But they just cannot do that. They have to roll, ride with Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Let's ride. They have to ride with that because they've given him this stupid contract. What is it? 40 million dead cap if they cut him next year and then he just there's like 40 million a year. It's that he is completely undroppable at this moment in time. So they need to find someone to make it work with him. And so if, if they've already decided, right, it's clearly not Nathaniel Hackett, they had to part ways. And then you've got all those shenanigans on the sidelines. You've got Randy Gregory getting into fights with Rams offensive linemen after the game. Like this is just this is just a shambles of a football team right now. So you had to do something if you're the Broncos hierarchy. You cannot let this slide into the other week. You cannot have that happening at Arrowhead. Imagine if the Broncos just completely self-combusted in Arrowhead. Oh. It would it would it it would be the worst moment. It's almost like do you remember when Peyton Manning broke it like broke the all-time passing record? But it happened in the game where he threw like four interceptions against the Chiefs at Marvel. Yeah, like, yeah, remember that. Yeah. Do you remember like, yeah, like <laughs> he broke the record and you just see him looking like all sheepish, like holding up a book because holding he broke the ball. The record. In a game they got absolutely battered but battered in. 
like we remember we remember that game more favorably than the broncos fans you yeah. can't have that type of stuff happening in arrowhead next week so no. they were absolutely right to nip it in the bud this week because there will be something different about this team next week absolutely there's yeah. there's no way they will not be that much of a shambles this week in arrowhead as much as i'd love to see it it's just not going to happen but if it had happened oh my gosh we'd have held that held that over broncos for <laughs> Ever similar to the Peyton Manning thing, we would have held that over yeah. them forever. It just, it is just bloody glorious watching this team fall apart at the moment. And yeah, it, I, I, the more the more we see of it, the better. Let's be honest. I'm gonna I'm gonna pump the hate bricks on this at the minute because I am sl- still slightly concerned about the Broncos, right? And I'll okay. tell you why. I'll tell New you manager why. syndrome. New manager syndrome. Exactly yeah. that. Because <laughs> it happens in the Premier League week in, week out. When the manager yeah. gets sacked, the other team plays like a worldie. They take they play like a Champions League team that they've been mm-hmm. they haven't had a win all season, then yeah. suddenly they'll beat like Manchester City or something like that out of nowhere. So that's the only thing that really kind of like, oh man, but what if they get like a caretaker in that's just gonna just know instantly straight away that that this is the issue and they've changed a few things around. They've changed a bit of the style of plays. Um, that's the only worry for me. I don't know about you, Tom, but... Are, are you I've, got feeling that? I've got a stat that would scare you. Right. Oh, God, go on. <laughs> okay. So, this come... I actually asked if new manager syndrome was a, was a thing in the NFL via the power rankings. And right. Thank, this is this is courtesy of Omaha Chiefs 13. So thank you very much if you listen to the podcast. But I asked if it was a thing, and because basically I couldn't be bothered to do my own research. So like, that's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the fun <laughs> bit. Yeah, that's the idea. So he he so he, this guy or girl, whoever they are, they come back to me and said, right, kind of. Since 2010, teams have been 15 and nine in an, in, an interim head coach's first game. So that's a win percentage of 62. percent which isn't good. He also pointed out, if it helps, the earlier the team, uh, the interim coach has been appointed, the better they be. After week 13, teams are six and seven in that time frame. So they actually, in the back half right. of the season, they actually tend to come off worse interim head coaches than they do early in the season. But yeah. someone else also pointed this out, and I can't believe I forgot about this. Obviously, we've done a podcast on the, a special podcast on this particular game once, but yeah. um, Fishbowl 72 also pointed out about Romeo Cornell and the game against the Packers. God, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man, you panicked me now. Yeah. And the Chiefs were a car crash that year as well. And uh, the Kyle Packers, Orton, the Packers were not. And we always, <laughs> people say that Patrick Mahomes is like the next Aaron Rodgers or whatever it is. Or, yeah. So, are we are we the Packers in this situation? Are oh. we are we is Patrick Mahomes Aaron Rodgers? And you know, the the new I don't even know who it is. I I did see earlier they've they've appointed someone as an interim head coach. Is that Romeo Cornell? Is is it going to happen? That that yeah, I'm I'm slightly panicked now. I think I've I think I've talked myself into being panicked by this. Where yes, I'm laughing at the Broncos and I think it's hilarious how their season's gone. But wouldn't it just be right for them to just go? Do you know what? We're going to ruin your, your oh, one seed chances. This you is know what happened is you like you could just I could no, it's not going to happen. But like the worst case scenario is that the Broncos beat the Chiefs and the bloody Bengals beat the Bills on Monday night. Oh, so there was our opportunity, and all yeah. of a sudden the Bengals are the number one seed in the NFL. Yes. Yeah. Can you see it happening? Nah. It's going to happen. Now you've said that. Chiefs are winning out. They're winning out. It's the AFC West. They haven't lost to the Broncos in like a gazillion years. Yeah. Like 
like, like as we said last time they played the Broncos, I had currently have three kids. The last time the Chiefs lost to the Broncos, I didn't have any kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. 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 So he's been look, the last time the Chiefs played the lost to the Broncos, the Chiefs hadn't played their game at Wembley yet. The Royals hadn't won the World Series. Brexit Man, that, hadn't happened. That felt like a no, there's an like, age away, didn't it? So much, so much has happened in that time period. Like, wow. Yeah, it's like, it's not happening this week. It's not. <laughs> I, I hope it doesn't. I mean, I'm encouraged, like you said, by this, the, you know, the, the performance we had against the Seahawks. But, exactly, um, just remember that. Yeah, I mean. They, 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 I cannot see how, that you look at the performances, the opposite end of the spectrum, the ramp to Broncos having their worst performance this season, where they get versus the Chiefs probably having their most complete total performance of the season, yeah. other than maybe against the game against the Buccaneers and the 49ers. How you can see those two and think actually that's going to compute into the Broncos in beating the Chiefs in our head on Sunday. Yeah. I just don't, I don't see, it. I don't care who the new manager is or new coach. The, the Chiefs are winning this game. Does Wilson start or Rippy and start? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, do you want? Do you want to get your money's worth out? I don't, of, uh, I don't know. Wilson? Like maybe if Russell Wilson starts for a new coach and he plays badly, he just needs to go and all like Taylor Swift on us. And he's like, "It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me." Like <laughs> just walking around the locker room like that, thinking into a football. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> like, you, you've got to start Wilson. You have to start Wilson. You've well, got because you're paying him forty million. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. You, you, they, they, need, they need to know if it's him. They need to know if the change of environment brings a decent performance from Russell Wilson. Yeah. Then you, you can say, oh, all right, maybe we've got something there. At least when it gets to like them interviewing for coaches in January or February, they can mm. say, right, well, we had these two games where he was actually okay. Once we took Nathaniel Hackett away, there's something to work with, but. If they don't play, if they don't play him, then it gets to those interviews and they're like, well, what's Russell yeah. Wilson these days? Like they need to see something, surely. Yeah. I mean Would you want to be the coach of the Denver Broncos? Who who's gonna take that job? Well, I was gonna say actually, because there's a lot of chatter at the minute that uh, EB's up for it now as well. Like, EB's up for everything though, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, if he can't get that job, he might as well just give up. Well, that's it. You know, I mean, it, it, there's a there's an opening there that if you if they've just got rid of uh, a season one head coach and they can actually get somebody who's won the Super Bowl, he's had multiple years, multiple successes with the Chiefs, you surely have got to snatch him, haven't you? You've surely got to snatch that. that I personally think they're going to try and go for a vet. I I, I do. Yeah. I, I think they're going to try and they're no doubt try for Sean Payton. Probably. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. I do think they're going to try for a guy that's been there before. Uh, an established head coach because mm. they've got to. They need to. There's there's so many problems in that building. There's so many problems in that team in that locker room. They need to sort it out. And yeah. is he be the right guy to go in and sort them out? Is is a first time coach that right guy? I don't know. So I, I reckon they're going to try and go for a vet. I mean, is he be staying around at the end of this year, or is it Matt Nagy going to jump into that? We we, we have that conversation later in the year. Like, yeah, yeah. Let's we're do not that. we're not having coaches like changes chat for the Chiefs. In December, it happens this time. We're not year, having though. draft chat in December either. Okay. <laughs> We're not having that in December. That's something that needs to stop Chiefs Kingdom. Stop the draft chat. Right. Yeah, what in December. Yeah, it's bloody December. We're two weeks from the playoffs. Stop <laughs> doing it. Like I'll entertain draft chat in the end of March and April, but not now. It's not now. <laughs>
it's just it's just not happening. No, because I'm seeing far too much of it. It's not just Twitter. The Arrowhead Pride chats having it. The Arrowheads Abroad chats having it. It's just, it's just too much draft chat. Come on, but <laughs> what we twelve and three? We we yeah. potentially hosting the AFC Championship game in a few weeks' time. Potentially the number one seed going to be for the Chiefs. And you're talking about the bloody draft. <laughs> Come on, sort it out. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on at the minute. But uh, is there any uh, key player from the Broncos that kind of concerns you that think, you know, he might have a game this... I mean, you've got to worry about Jerry Judy, surely. Well, he's the only one doing anything, really, yeah, isn't he? He, he's, <laughs> he scored three touchdowns against the Chiefs, like, what, two weeks ago? Three weeks ago. He, did, so, yeah. he done very well. Like, I, I'm Stick Sneed on him. Sneed, exactly. Put Sneed on him. I'm interested to see what they do, but... Did, who else have they got? Like, they've got some good pieces defensively that I like, but... Again, I, they put 34 points against them a couple of weeks ago, so I, I expect the Chiefs to be able to do something similar again. It was one of those games. I'm just, I just, I think what you're looking for with the Broncos, sorry, I think yeah. what you're looking for with the Broncos is just a complete mindset change, like, uh, like body language. That's what you're looking for. If you're a Broncos fan watching this game, mm. you want to see if the, the coaches' change has led into a culture change and see how that materialises against the Chiefs. You're not really going into the game thinking, oh, we're going to Romeo Cornell them, we're going to beat them. You're going into it looking for some positives, looking for some a little bit more from your players. Like you don't want to see Courtney Sutton dancing up and down, throwing his hands up and down, saying, pass me the ball, pass me the ball. You don't, you don't want to see any of that. Yeah. You don't want to see offensive linemen pushing Brett Ripien. You want to see uh, some harmony amongst the Broncos sideline and in the, on the locker room and on the field. But outside of that, I don't think they can hope for a lot else, to be honest. No, I think you're right. I think Jerry Judy's the uh, the danger man there. But yeah, like you said, not, not much else, to be honest, at the minute. But anyway, uh, predictions. I think the Chiefs win this comfortably. I do. Yeah. Um, I think 31 17, and wow. I was reluctant to give the Broncos 17 points, to be honest. Um, right. Uh, I, I, I can't see the Chiefs allowing the Broncos to put 20 up, uh, 28 points again. I yeah. think that, that I think that would have pissed the Chiefs off, the fact that the Broncos' biggest offensive output bar one game was against the Chiefs. Yeah. They had that little bounce back. I can't see it again. I think the Broncos are going to play... A good game, but ultimately the gap in class between the two teams will be obvious and the Chiefs will win by two scores. Well, the, uh, the without having the head coach, obviously that's still, that's mm-hmm. kind of you know brought into my predictions here. But um, I've gone Chiefs 28, Broncos 20. And, but even then, it's going to be like a garbage time touchdown that's going to kind of put them in, t- in, in, in touching yeah. distance, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I, I can't see the Broncos putting up another... 28 points against this Chiefs team, especially after what we saw with the uh, the you know the game against the Seahawks with the mm-hmm. Chiefs defense, it was really good. So uh, I think we sorted a few things out, sorted a few issues out that have crept in, um, and I think the Chiefs are going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Right then, that's all we've got time for this week. Uh, Tom and I are back in the new year as we gear ourselves up for the Chiefs in the playoffs. But will that be as the one seed or? Are the wild cards calling? Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more of the best Chiefs podcasts around, or just head over to our website www.arrowheadpride.com for more in-depth news and articles on our beloved Chiefs. But all that's left to say here is, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.